going on, man? What's happening there, Jack? Oh, man. Sunshine and palm trees. Today, today I feel young. I feel invigorated. You feel invigorated? Invigorated, yeah. It's what happens when you when you drop the kids off at the uh, at the in-laws. You get, ah. you get a new sense of youth. My, my, my balls found their elasticity all over again. <laughs> like a kid in Disneyland. Uh, don't stop. I don't want to talk about Disneyland. I'm in a good mood. Good mood. <laughs> Did you drop them off when? Yesterday? Yesterday. Yeah. Really? Oh, my so God. It's so quiet. Uh, I don't know what to do. You and Amanda have the whole house to yourself. The whole house. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not a room is safe. Stuff? Like painting no. and... Paint? No, we haven't done painting. We're thinking about doing some puzzles, but first we got to bless oh. every room in the house. Oh, yeah. So... <laughs> <laughs> including the garage really <laughs> yeah we get the power tools out which rooms have you blessed so far uh this is gonna kill you huh you think so no nah. nah, who knows they don't even listen yeah, women know. women don't listen to the show so yeah, yeah, yeah it's funny too if they to listen the to this listen. show they probably <laughs> fucking make their men very happy very very actually uh amanda started listening to some episodes that was oh interesting yeah. What about you? How are you doing? I'm all right, man. I mean, um, just you know, hanging in there. Went to a dinner last night. My girlfriend's sister and uh, invited us to. We were in Astoria, mm. Queens. Uh, you know, I don't really visit Queens that much. Uh, I don't Astoria. I don't that really visit Astoria popular. at all. But yeah. I do like it. I mean, it's you know, it's like a little city. It's like a <laughs> less packed lower Manhattan. Yeah, we, uh, that was our yeah. old stomping grounds. Yeah, my uh, her and her girlfriend took me and my girlfriend out, and uh, we That's went adorable. to yeah, we went to an Italian restaurant. It was called Vite Vinosteria. Sounds expensive. Um, I guess I don't know. I didn't get to see the bill, so that was always a good part. Oh, look oh at yeah. you. I don't even ask twice anymore, man. <laughs> no, like if someone goes, one. I got it. All right, yeah. That's it. <laughs> you get one. You got it. <laughs> sure. I'm not gonna fight with you. But we, I mean, oh my God, I, I do recommend this spot. This, I mean, I, you know, you go to a regular, you know, you go to an Italian restaurant, you know, you get the, the whole same menu type thing, but the food was authentic. Good. It was, it was, it was made with love. I got the squid ink with uh, some shrimp mussel vongole, which is baby clams oh. and some calamari. Nice. Red sauce. I had some wine. Very good. You're brave. I don't go out Why? ordering seafood anymore. No, no, no. Well, you, you, don't, you don't order seafood at a diner, but at oh, a restaurant, right. you can order seafood. I don't understand. Uh, order Gordon's fish sticks. Yeah. <laughs> Gordon with a lowercase g. Yeah. But yeah, no, it was great. Um, And then the espresso we had after was amazing. It, it was really good. The restaurant was good. I definitely recommend it if you're in Astoria, Creens. Vite Vinosteria, which I believe would be the last, the guy's last name or whoever. Yeah. Um, what else you do over there? But for every good thing, there's always a little turbulence, bad thing. Nothing that it was bad. I'm just, you know, I'm I'm out of that club life, and we did go get some after dinner drinks at this place. I won't mention it, but it was a little just too much for me. It was it was like a club. You know, I'm I'm in my thirties. Those uh, those days are over. Oh, very much over. The thirty. Wait, so you went to a, a club for drinks? 
Yeah, just, uh, you know, uh, we had uh, other friends that were meeting up with us and, um, well, they are friends, mutual friends, and, you know, they didn't come out for the dinner portion, but they ended up meeting us there for drinks, and we had mm. drinks. Um, yeah, you walked in. I mean, out of all the places, this is the only place that had security, so I already knew that this was uh, might be rough. Oh, yeah. As in, yeah, like, <laughs> I guess so. Um, and then on top of that, this kid comes up to us within 30 seconds of us walking in and getting our IDs checked. He's like, Hey, uh, you guys want to sit down? We got a, we got a bottle service. And I, I didn't know what they were talking about at first. So he comes over and I hear like, Oh, he's got a table for six. I said, yeah, no, you're not, we're, we're not buying three, $400 bottles, especially in Astoria. Vegas is one thing. Yeah. Astoria yeah. Queens is another thing. Yeah, I would never spend $400 on a yeah, and, uh, $70 I mean, there was, bottle. There was 30 people tops. Um, you had your, you could tell, recently divorced um, on the left, mm-hmm. never getting married on the right. And then in the middle were just, you know, regular couples, just, I don't know, stringing along. But I the sat down, ones. I had fucking six subwoofers on top of my head. I think it shook every last brain cell I had. Yeah. Yeah, my shoulder blade is fucking killing me. I might have been fucking fist pumping. I don't even realize it. Yeah, it's in your blood. Yeah. You just start fucking. Yeah, no. The girl turns around. No, but I mean, like I said, it, it wasn't. It wasn't a miserable time. That's just not my scene. So it's more of a young no, crowd. no. It's definitely it used to be our scene, though. Yeah, when we were seventeen to twenty-two, when I was right, promoting. right. So people still promote. You believe yeah. that? I mean, just because we stopped doing it doesn't mean the job went away. No, I know. But I mean, I don't know. I look at it as it's a it's gas money. Not I mean, some people have made it a career, but it's not it's not something that everyone can do. You don't go to school for that. No, the promoters uh either turned into advertisers or uh, still Dope live at fiends. home with their moms. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, go to the club. Dude, I'm, I'm I'm 36 with three kids, and I have four christenings this month. All right, man. Yeah, oh man, it's gonna be a good show. We got DJ whatever. Yeah, yeah, we got we got DJ turntable man. He's gonna be there. Oh, it's a cover charge. Oh, yeah, you know that that was actually pretty good that they didn't have a cover charge because it's like it's 21 to get in. We're spending money drinking. Why why would I have to pay a cover charge? But, well, because on top of the super expensive bottle, you also have to pay for the privilege of drinking it at one of their luxurious yes. tables. Yes. Um, Around the so corner you, was a methadone clinic. <laughs> <laughs> it was probably a lot cheaper and, you know, and a lot more fun. And it's funny, too, because we, we didn't get a bottle, but <laughs> since, since the sister and her girlfriend did pay for dinner, I got two rounds. And right. obviously, yeah, it is expensive. I'm, I'm not worried about that part. You know, you, we got... You know, we ordered four, uh, two rounds of four round cycle drinks. Mm. The bill so was like $62. But the best part is you read under it and they automatically charge gratuity. And I was like, that's, that's just, I don't know. That's just disgusting. I get it. If Wait, we gratuity, were, you, you paid them to bring the drinks from the bar to the, your to table? my hand, uh, your an hand. additional 12 that's, inches. Right. I paid, uh, I think it was like $9.80 something cents for them to hey, do that. A lot that. of people pay good money for 12 inches. That, But that's just weird. You shouldn't, you shouldn't be 
having people fucking put gratuity on i mean you're a bartender you you know i usually tip two dollars a drink anyway so but whatever what you should do is you should ask them how much it was going to cost at the end you know with the gratuity uh included and then have the option either get your lazy ass up and get it from the bar yourself <laughs> or pay the gratuity yeah well i didn't uh, know that, that that that's a first for me i didn't know when i got my thing that Oh yeah, There's gonna be a gratuity attached to it. Like if we were at a at a fucking family of twelve sitting down at IHOP. Yeah, no, I got I got my own little hang ups on tipping waiters because it's it's literally the only it's that and tattoo artists the only fucking yeah the only people that feel like they can charge something and then expect extra on top of that. Like I don't go to the doctor. Uh, you know, pave to be seen by the doctor, and then on the way out, just slip them a fifty. You know, like, oh, hey, appreciate you, uh, and that stethoscope really, uh, you really put it in the work. Well, I mean, it depends. <laughs> I, I, well, you gotta understand, waiters and waitresses. I don't think they're making the minimum wage. They make like. Why the fuck am I paying for that? You know, talk well, to you. You're boss. going out for services. <laughs> you should pay for your services. I have no problem giving twenty percent tip after my. You know, they're only making like two, three dollars an hour. They work. They work on tips. If they didn't work on tips and they made thirty dollars an hour, that would be a different story. Right. So I understand that. Now, in my opinion, if they wanted that money that we are offering 20 percent, whatever, you should fight for that from your boss. That's that's how I because that's what doesn't work. That's how you get paid. Right. Your boss pays you. Yeah, but he's not paying pay your them boss. an actual wage. It's not like, oh, we're going to give you $15 an hour to work here. It's you're going to make 4 or $5 an hour because you're going to work. Yeah, that's on bullshit. Tip. I don't yeah, think well, you should work for $5. Well, you're going hour. out for services. <sighs> yeah, 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 whatever. It pays out. But, anyways, we have a special guest. We are going to mic them up, we're going to get them ready, and uh, we'll be back. Jack, you ready so for this excited. one? I'm super ready. Right, I'm excited. This is the Unfollow Vic Podcast, and we'll be right back. For more content and behind the scenes, visit us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Unfollow Vic. Enjoy the show. Sacked up, give all off nut, if not yet, it's Sagler Shep's right. News from Gabbard, and it's on Nice Mount. I'm John Austin, the Bad Pursuit. Your special guest today on the Unfollow Vape Podcast. All right, and welcome back to Unfollow Vic. On today's on episode of the Unfollow Vic podcast, we welcome a person whose unique talent is more of a superhuman ability. His ability to comprehend and speak backwards is not only a rare gift, but it's also an insane part of his life. He shares his gift on the streets, has been a contestant on America's Got Talent, and has created his own film called Almost Normal where he sums up his life growing up in a world where he faces challenges only to figure out there were no closed gates to his open world. We welcome you today, Backwards Dude, Mr. John Austin. John, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? Just doing another much better. day, man. Palm yeah. season sunshine. 
Doing much there better after I got done with that introduction. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not the quite of, uh, the reader. Yeah, that's that was usually my gig, but he wanted to give it a go today. Yeah. yeah I Very nice. Up. Change it up once in a while. <laughs> so what can I say backwards for you today? Oh, we're going oh, we to ask for you to say a bunch of things. Actually, I got a little <laughs> game are. later. So Maybe. wait, are you are you going to record me and then play it backwards? Or do you want me to play it backwards from my app here on the phone? Um, I mean, I have an app and we did test it out. So when you play it, I can actually control all that. Good, good, good. OK, so Hopefully. I'm just going to let you just let you take the controls on that. I will. I'm going to stir this ship right now. Now I'm kidding. All right. So you're born and yeah. raised in Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, yeah. Has the city been more popular during the last year because of the pandemic? Heck yeah. Heck yeah, it's been a lot more popular. Everybody's moving here from where you are, where both of you guys are, from California and from New York. I mean, you can't get out on the freaking highway and uh, even move, it Jeez. seems like. Yeah. yeah. Trust me, whatever's, whatever's left in these cities can't afford to move out. So if you think it's bad for you. <laughs> well, we're we're getting a rich segment of the people leaving you because they've made our uh, real estate prices go way the heck up. I mean, you can't buy property in Charlotte to but that's save not good, your ass. Uh, well, it's good and bad. So yeah, yeah I'm it's sure whatever you property. You yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because out there, I mean, when you're buying a house, to my knowledge, you know, I'm I'm a city boy technically, but. You know, you, you, you get a good, decent sized property. No. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, like uh, $300,000 will get you a very nice house, but very it used nice. to be $200,000 would get you a very nice house here in Charlotte, you know, just six, seven years ago. Mm-hmm. Not the case anymore. And the two uh, garage, two garage uh, combo. Uh huh. Yeah. No. Yeah. Out Absolutely. here, I think you're paying. On average, in the city, like if you want a decent home, you're looking at between six fifty to eight hundred thousand, and you got enough just to barbecue and maybe put two chairs out there. And that is why everybody is moving from there to here. It's a good good friend of mine lived in New York and had his own business up in New York for many years. Yeah, and uh, he's uh, like in his early sixties now, and he came down here and he has got several acres of property, not in Charlotte's it's in Weddington, which is um, East. I believe it's East of Charlotte. Okay. And uh, it's kind of out in the country, but I mean, so many Northerners are moving to that area and all of a sudden they've got all this land, you you know, for what probably less than what you could buy a house for up in New York. Oh, a thousand percent, probably two houses. A lot of people are, a lot of people are starting to, for the first time, know what it feels like to just walk out of their house and take a piss. Yeah. Just right on there. <laughs> yeah. Have that much. <laughs> ah, no sirens, no ambulance, and no uh, dead yeah, bodies. No noise. <laughs> no. So, um, oh, man. yeah. So you, you grew up with a handful of siblings. I mean, I got three brothers of my own, but you were one of five, correct? You had three brothers and a sister? Uh, yeah, yeah. All of them half siblings and all of them, uh, 16 to 23 years older than me. So I didn't grow up with them, so to speak. So yeah, yeah. but technically you were the youngest and all that. So, oh yeah, definitely the youngest, uh, by far. My dad was a world war two vet and and people are shocked to, to under, to realize that my dad was born in 1923. Yeah. He was 47 Mm -hmm. when he had you, correct? 
Yeah, he was 47. And uh, so and he had remarried to my mom. So these are all of my half siblings. They're his children and, you know, my blood brothers and sister. Uh-huh. But because my mom's not their mom, I'm their half brother. Hmm. Now, was that, was that them- an issue? Wait, what are you going to say, Jack? Sorry. I'm sorry. Can, uh, because while we're on the, the topic of siblings, I'm, I'm just curious. Can any of uh, your siblings uh, or have they even attempted to do what you do and maybe got a little better than the, the average person at speaking backwards? Oh, heck no. They haven't no, even tried have, it? We have none of that in our family. It's All me. Right. <laughs> it's rare. But like I'm yeah. saying, like I'm, I'm I'm watching the film you have. Uh, I watched it through YouTube. I don't know if it's anywhere else. It's uh, John Austin. Uh, almost normal, but you've um, you had such great. energy. It was great, by the way. Oh, and I appreciate that. Yeah, very good. And the the editing was even better. I like some of those parts. But you had like kids usually have bursts of energy. You had buckets yes. of energy. And I mean, your dad having you at forty seven. You know, he he got a little older. Did um, you know? Did did you age him twenty years too when you turned into your early teens? No, see, I, I stayed. Uh, and even now, you, you know, people would not put me anywhere near 51. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I usually get 35. Mm-hmm. But when when it's I was the beard. In my, yeah, it's awesome got to be the beard. Yeah, thanks. Appreciate it. Well, you know, I shape. love this thing. You know why I have this damn thing? If I shave it, I look like I'm a fucking 12 year old this creepy 12 year old that's why i got it so uh yeah it's um but you know i mean in my 20s i looked like i was in high school and in fact i went to a high school for a job interview one time in their media center they were hiring someone in their video department Mm -hmm. i walked in and they wanted to know where my hall pass was so Mm -hmm. you know i've had to deal with that uh in a way it's a blessing it's a curse you know the older you get something like that's a blessing but when you're young it's a freaking curse because it's like i want to grow up already you know (laughs) i want to hold a beer and take a picture yeah there you go but yeah no i I got carded up until i was in my early 40s really yeah i don't know yeah but just like you said you don't you don't look nothing like your age 37 38 I mean, yeah, yeah you, at, at least. Yeah. You got the physique, the body. You seem mm-hmm. not stressful, which is good. Yeah. Good looking guy. Yeah. Jack had a beard <laughs> and he accidentally <laughs> cut the go. whole thing off. Yeah. yeah. Uh, not accidentally. I just always got to change it up. Actually, I'll tell you what it is. The uh, my wife and kids were starting to complain that it was too long, but they forgot how annoying it was when it was painfully uh, rough to touch. Uh-huh. So this is this is punishment for them. So right. they're going to wish I had a beard. <laughs> I like that in uh, in his um, film. He says, you want to know how a man shaves? They don't. They, they don't, don't shave. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's how man people shaves. love. Oh, people love that. Love that, yeah. uh, that, uh, that part. No, it was great. Yeah. How was um, America's Got Talent? You were on there. You actually got to see Sofia Vergara up close. That would have been my favorite. I, I know, right? Uh, mm-hmm. That that was such a freaking uh, treat to mm-hmm. be on America's Got Talent. What's um, the process for that? Well, I was asked oh, onto really? it. Yeah, I was asked onto it. And, um, you know, people saw my YouTube channel. are like, listen, we think you'd be a good fit for our show. And I love how the guy contacted me. He said... Um, you know, have you heard of us where America's got talent? You know, we're this TV show. And I'm like, have I heard of you? Come on, mm. seriously. You know, yeah. and. Uh, Gotta be humble. 
Yeah, you got to be humble. <laughs> so I'm like, of course, I've heard of you. He's like, listen, you know, uh, we think we'd like to have you on. And I said, well, you're in luck. I was just on Germany's Got Talent um, earlier this year. And I've got that video that I can nice. send to your people. He's like, send it to us, send it to us unedited. And, um, you know, we'll make a decision. And of course, they decided to have me on. And then COVID hit. Right. Yeah, COVID hit right, right when they were ready to have me on and they called me and they said, can you get on a plane tonight and get here? And I mean, this was a week before I was supposed to appear. And I said, yes. And so I told people at work and they're like, go, 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 go. And so I went and um, (laughs) where was it in LA? You didn't put in your day. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. I was afraid they might say Where were they filming this at the time? What part of the States? Uh, they were filming it up in Pasadena oh, okay. uh, at a theater up there uh, where I believe they film all of them okay. uh, from what I have seen. It's it's always the same venue. And um, man, I was nervous. And um, Ooh, I can imagine, you know, they um, I had already been on Germany's Got Talent and stood up in front of 1400 people. Uh, and that's a small audience compared to what we would have here in the U.S. But mm-hmm. still, that's a lot of people when you're not used to being on the stage. And um, so anyway, I was just as nervous, if not more nervous with just Simon and them and no audience. There was no audience. Mm -hmm. And what was creepy about it was that I got there and uh, they just had me sitting around all day. And it was like a ghost town because things were starting to shut down Mm -hmm. and they literally sent most of their crew home while i was there and i did not get to do my on-camera interview there was no backstory oh, yeah, yeah. no nothing yeah. uh i just went out on the stage and performed and simon was very friendly at first mm. very friendly to me he he said i looked like somebody that worked at mtv and wanted to know if i was related to anybody and i said well no you know and um then then the conversation started and that's where it picks up in the edit on the tv show and um, I sing the song. And of course, you saw their reactions, how he flipped out. Sophia was amazed. Yeah. And they had both had great things to say. And of course, Simon hated it. But in the end, he said, well, you know, job well done and a thumbs up. But, you know, you got two, two yeses. And uh, yeah, but that's the well thing. Did, did Simon hate it because you, you know, you said you were going to sing. And in yes. his version of singing, because he's been on American Idol, he probably thought you were going to come out and do some actual like opera or exactly auto tune that they do these days. But you actually had a talent. Yes. Which I see it and, as a fucking superpower. But eh. oh, it is. It is a, a definite superpower. I see it that way, too, now. And I, I used not to, but I do now. Uh, the producers did not want me to tell him that that's what it was. They okay. were very strict. They said, we want this to be a surprise. And it was. It, it was. was a surprise to Howie and Sophia and to Simon, although he was aghast by it. If you look at his face, he's like, like, how dare you? Yeah. This is yeah. awful. You know, yeah. you told me you were going to sing, John, and you, you didn't you? sing. And it's like, OK, but the talent, the talent of being able to do this and what they don't show you in the edit is Simon goes, yes, but what is the use of this? Mm. And I said, well, there've been other bands like Coldplay and a, a few independent bands that have sang their songs backwards and made a music video that way. Do you want to know what he said? What? He said, but they can sing in key. 
And then mm-hmm. he just looked down and, is, and started ignoring me. I said, well, I mean, can I say something? And he said, of course. And mm-hmm. not even looking at me and just looking down and doodling on his notepad. And I just told him, I said, I found out I was on the autism spectrum because of all this. And, um, and, and I think if anything, I would like to take a stand for the autism spectrum. And I went on too long. And do you know the crew uh, on America's Got Talent? They were the only ones sitting in the audience. They started laughing at me. Really? They, wow. I was really disappointed in, in their crew and I disappointed in Simon for not engaging me in that conversation. Because the minute I said that I found out that I was autistic because of this, I think that should have. I think everything should have come down. I think he should have said, really, you know, well, you know, what do you plan on doing with that? And then have the conversation there, not ignore me, you know? And so I was disappointed in America's Got Talent and Simon for that. Well, Mm -hmm. he is a dick from what I hear. So, yeah, I think he's autistic too, but not like the probably. But like I said, it's not like, like, listen, people have talents and you can discover other people with the same unique talent, but your, yours is, is, it's it can't be found. I mean, I know you did talk to uh, a a child, a f- not a child. What is it? Nine year old kid. He had the same mm-hmm. ability, which mm-hmm. was amazing too. But it's not it's it's not something you see every day or every year. It's not. No, it, it's really not. And um, I think what you're going to find though, people like Dustin, that's his name. There's also Charlie uh, Preston in the UK. Really? He can talk backwards, and he yeah. is uh, eleven or twelve. Twelve, I think. And um, he is on the autism spectrum. Dustin, I'm not sure that they never had him diagnosed. So I don't want to say that he is, but um, his parents seem to feel that he's got some of those um, attributes and and probably so something like that with talking backwards. And he's a wonderful, wonderful person, as is Charlie. I am blown away by these two boys. Yeah, they can talk backwards and they can do it better than I could when I was their age. Exactly. I, you know, I didn't see okay. any point in doing it when I, when I was my age. You know, I was playing with a tape recorder and taking, I don't know if you guys remember, take, you know, cassettes and winding them back with a pencil or a pen yep. or, or, yeah. or a coin. I would, yeah, I would take the actual cassette apart, take the uh, rolls and flip them Reverse and them. then rewind it. And then it was backwards. So wow. that's how I, I didn't really, even know you could do that. Yeah, you can do that. And um, it, it sounds a little muffled because you're playing the backside of the tape, but you can still hear it. Okay. And that's how I taught myself to talk backwards. Now, in a different does this include your memory too? Like, are you memorizing some of it? Or is this is something you've actually learned, studied, and now you're like a professor? It's both. It's both. And do you know, I had the suckiest short-term memory. Really? But mm. I can remember things that happened years ago, like it was yesterday. And, and people can't for the life of them. I'm talking like, you know, when I was a small child, I can yeah. remember these things. And mm-hmm. then I've got friends. Like I think I've mentioned most of my friends are a good 20 years younger than me. Some, something will jog my memory. I'm like, do you remember three or four years ago when we were at this place and we had this conversation and be like, I don't remember even being there. What yeah. are you talking yeah. about? And it's I'm like, the pot. It's the pot. Seriously. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> remember? You don't remember this? And they're like, no. And then one of them said, he's like, John, I think you just have a really good memory. Hmm. And, uh, and, and he, he kind of linked that to uh, some of the, the rejection that I had to deal with as a kid mm-hmm. is still fresh in my mind. And uh, I had somebody uh, contact me yesterday, a good friend of mine. And he said, Hey, you know, I, I just saw your film and he's like, do you have hatred towards these people? 
hmm. from your past. And um, I had to pause because, I mean, I know what the answer is. And, and my pausing said it all. And I just said, yes, I yeah. hate them. And I'm, I'm glad you're honest. I'm sorry. I hate them. I can yeah. remember it like it's yesterday. And uh, my schools, uh, my middle school, and uh, I only went to high school for a year before my mom pulled me out. But they're right down the street. And I can't drive by them without being angry. Mm-hmm. I can't. And that motivation memory you have always a good motivation. Well, you have, I think, mm-hmm. I don't know if, I mean, I, I have this, I believe I have photographic memory and I can remember stuff too, because when I was in the military, um, you know, everything that gets issued has an ID or a code. Mm-hmm. So beginning of our, one of our deployments where we were in uh, Korea, they gave us two keys that accessed um, all our tools. And I remember them giving them the keys and the serial number. And nine months later, um, we gave them back and the guy goes, you never gave me the key back. I said, yes, serial number nine, eight, seven, six, whatever it is. And he goes, wow. He goes, all right, maybe you did give it to me back. But that might be, I don't know, that might be something unique we have in our brains that we can actually remember along with your other specialty. But that's just, it could be, that's common, it but it be. does get just, you in trouble. It does. It really does. Um, you can remember a conversation you had with somebody and, oh, yeah. uh, and they don't want you to remember exactly. it and they want to change it. And they'll say that you're crazy and that you're making it up. And I'm like, yeah. I'm not making it up and I'm not crazy. You sound like my better yeah. half. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <It's funny. laughs> that was good. <laughs> but yeah, so, um, and you went to film school, um, mm-hmm. you know, just like, just like you, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, well, did you graduate high school or did you end up getting your GD, right? GED. Yeah, same here. Um, and I, I never looked at college, really. But you went to film school. Was that like your tech school you went to that you discovered? Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. I didn't go to film school until I was 38. 38. And really? uh, yeah, I was 38. And um, I, I wound up getting into TV through a church TV ministry. And it, it just fell in my lap. I, I was a projectionist at a theater. As you know, you you saw me there. That's, right. that's the theater I worked at when this all happened. And um and that's why that footage exists. I got into the TV department mm-hmm. of a church and all of a sudden I understood how to film shots and get pieces and put them together. Yeah. And, you know, late years later, I was able to, you know, put it together in my film. But anyway, um, yeah, this, I told them that, you know, in a new members class, they say, Hey, you know, um, what are your gifts? What are your talents? You know, we can always use people with gifts and talents. And I said, well, mine is audiovisual. I run the projectors at a movie theater. This dude just happened to be standing outside in the hallway and he said, listen, um, I heard what you said and we are looking for people to work in the TV department on camera. Would you be interested? And I said, sure. Well, that opened the door for my career. And then I got into editing Uh, from there. I fell in love with the editing and um, worked for a small production company in Charlotte. They saw I had some talent that didn't really go anywhere. It went for another small production company in Charlotte that guy was dishonest and the business folded. And then I wound up uh, in a corporate environment with the banks. They had professional editors and professional editing gear and um, got that lead through a friend uh, who worked up at the bank. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just kind of like word of mouth. Um, I just started getting around that equipment early and started learning how to do it. And then, uh, an opportunity came up with ESPN here in Charlotte. Oh, and really? Enough, yeah, enough people knew who I was. And they're like, give John a chance. We feel he knows what he's doing. And it's kind of the rest is history. But what I found was that 
doing that kind of work, um, you know, sound bites and B-roll and things like that, it wasn't going anywhere. And the opportunities did not exist within Charlotte to go places with it. Yeah. Not like right. they did in New York or Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. So I started realizing that and did not want to leave. But as the years went on, I saw that my fate was going to be the same as a lot of the other people around me. And unless I took action, uh, you know, I wasn't going to go anywhere and could possibly be out of a career. Um, I was having a hard time um, with my peers um, within my jobs. There was uh, workplace harassment. There was toxicity. Um and people, older people, just who had miserable been fucks, basically miserable fucks that that uh, had never gone anywhere, and they were holding other people back. Yeah. And uh, mm. so I made the decision to leave that. Oh, this guy has motivation. Let's stop it now. Exactly. That's exactly <laughs> what they did. That's exactly what they did. And when I became, you know, I, I started not being very good at what I did. I started making a lot of mistakes because I was miserable. Yeah. And so they took that and and they used that against me. And when I that that was the last straw and I wasn't happy. So I left, went out to Los Angeles, went to school. It changed my life completely. And and it did it in this way. Um, I realized that going to film school and getting a a degree was not going to make me a filmmaker. Yeah. What was going to make me a filmmaker were life experiences and putting your hands on and hands on and above else, above all else, getting to know people. Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, these are going to be some kids out of high school. I'll learn what I can, and then I'll catch up to people my age. Well, it didn't work that way. Yeah. <laughs> what wound up happening was I um, went out there, and all of a sudden, they were kind of like, you're one of us. Come and be with us. And I didn't expect that. It wasn't a cult, right? right. Nope, it wasn't a cult. They're just saying, you're like us. Yeah. Come be with us. And I got accepted by them. And, you know, there, there was also rejection within those groups and and whatnot, but above all else, I got to go to parties. I got to be a normal person. All the crap that was here in Charlotte got left behind. Yeah. Right. And there was a new life, man. We were, dude, they were smoking weed like crazy and I was trying it too, you know, and trying something new. And we were all pilots. Oh, dude, it's any school that's out there. You're not not wrong. No, it's any school, any place you go out there, buddy, as you know. And um, so here we are piling in a car going up the uh, 405 to Six Flags, you know, where we would all go hang out and ride roller coasters and stuff. And then, you know, go to parties and stuff in Hollywood. And all of a sudden I had a life. Yeah. And that is really the beginning of where the filmmaker, John, started coming out. Uh, John had friends. John was a normal guy. He's one of the kids, one of the cool kids, in fact. And um, more experiences, more, more just experiences. the lifestyle, the ambience. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You go out there, as, as you know, um, it's uh, different very. when you go out there. It is very mm-hmm. different when you get there. Um, absolutely. People in the in the media out there and, and film uh, think and do very differently than they do anywhere else. Mm-hmm. And the rules are different. And it was amazing to see that um, got my first job in Burbank and I couldn't keep it because of a wreck that I had when I was 21. Go figure. I flew over the handlebars of my bike. <laughs> with no helmet on at 20 miles an hour slammed into the pavement with my chin 
no helmet on, remember? Yeah. And it threw me around like a rag dog. I should have been paralyzed, but it tore the labrums in both my shoulders Oof. and tore the meniscuses in both my knees. Well, I didn't know how bad it was. I was young. And as I started getting older into my thirties, I started noticing problems, went to the doctor and they said, oh, you're fine. You've got perfect range of motion and we're not going to MRI. So I go off to film school. I'm in Los Angeles. And all of a sudden I'm in so much pain. I can't even work the console. And I realized I was going to have to move home and I didn't want to, but moved home, hated every minute of it. A buddy of mine that I had gone to film school with that I didn't know real well out there. I had only met him once or twice and just knew that he was from the same area that I was. Mm -hmm. A little over a year later, he comes moving back and Facebook recommends him as a friend. And I reached out to him. I said, hey, do you remember me? And he said, yeah. And I I said, "Um, we should get together sometime. He's like, yeah, you're in Charlotte. I'm like, yeah. He's like, well, I just moved back. I'm like, dude, let's get together. Well, through that, we wound up getting a job at a company and starting a film department in that company. I got some killer insurance, went, got my shoulder fixed. That's nice. when I realized the left shoulder was fucked up and that both of my knees were fucked up. So the insurance paid to fix all of that. And so here I am 10 years later, ready to get back into the mix and made my film and everything. And it's kind of like, I'm ready now. Yeah. I'm ready. I ready. love this Leave story. This I love this story because you're like... Prepared. You know, in, in your mid thirties, your older ages, you, you're doing things that you're going to do. So you don't regret. And here's me like, shit, I'm fucked, man. Do I start doing things now? I'll probably, yeah. <laughs> Always. Oh, yeah. man. There was a guy at Los Angeles film school. Uh, he had been a studio player uh, for years. He was 50 years old and had gone to film school. Yeah. And I said, well, what you doing here? And he said, man, he's like, I want to start doing some on shit cool, cool guy. I mean, this black dude with dreadlocks and just as cool and hip is, well, he probably had all the wisdom too. He just needed to learn the trade. And those kids, those kids loved him. He was in a class behind me, so I didn't get to know him, but that guy was a okay. And I I couldn't believe I'm like, nah, I didn't make a a mistake coming out here. 38. (laughs) You can do it whenever you want. True. Well, I'm, I'm, I am thinking of like uh, radio school or audio school to learn all, it, but we'll see. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just play it by ear. Yeah, exactly. So l- no pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> Get a rim shot. Yeah, there you go, Jack. <laughs> Jack has few words, but those words are deep. Anyways. Yeah, I, absolutely. I so, love your shirt, by the way, Jack. Appreciate it. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Uh, so getting into almost normal. Um. Let me tell you first, you know, you watch it. That's one thing. But the creativity when you actually are doing things in reverse um, video wise, but it's making a speech that is flowing forward is it's kind of mind twisting a little, little bit. You know, yeah. there you are trying to like you, you're dumping water on your car, but you're saying in reverse. So it's like the water's going back into the bucket, but you're talking forward and it's like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. those were great shots. So you yeah, did all that yeah. on your own, correct? That was all you, all, everything. Every bit, every bit of it's me. The camera work, the editing, the the lighting, the audio. Um, yeah, every bit of it. Uh, it took a year and eight months. Oh, and of really? Course it went. It went into the pandemic. Oh, yeah. Um, so that probably yeah. slowed you down a little. Or? It, it actually it didn't. No, it didn't slow me down at all. Uh, my my job. Uh, 
I worked in the uh, OPE outdoor power equipment industry, and that's where our film department uh, was. And uh, because we are um, essential employees with yard equipment and whatnot, we didn't have to lose work. In fact, the marketing and video department, we were the only departments that were allowed in that building. Mm -hmm. It's a huge building. And there were only five of us in there for two or three months. And then there was 10 of us in there. And that was it. Ghost town. And everybody had to wear masks. Yeah. Um, Those last shots in that antique store, I got lucky because um, they they had been closed for a few months. And they opened back up. Mm-hmm. And I went in there. I said, can I come in and finish what I started? I said, I've got a few more shots. And and they said, sure, come on. He said, but we're going to be closed in two weeks permanently. So oh. I got those shots by the skin of wow. my teeth. And, if, if you know, you've seen the film, you know, the antique shop is a very integral part to the story. It's the beginning and the end. It's the beginning and the end because it's that got that player piano in there yep. that, that kind of explains the musicality behind the whole thing. Yeah, that's right, right. That was good. By the way, you still yeah. have that Honda because he had two hundred thousand one hundred eighty-one miles when I seen it, and this there interview is fake. I'm actually just the insurance guy trying to ask if you want to extend your <laughs> warranty right now. <laughs> I do have that Honda. In fact, she's getting ready to have a new timing belt put on her uh, tomorrow. Hey, that's I'm telling you, and Hondas, Kias, Hondas. You just do your timing belt, the oil changes, rotate the tires. You gotta have it forever. Yeah, I mean, well, that car has had its suspension replaced to uh, a year ago. Okay, um, but it's good to go. It's all good to go. Over two hundred thousand. So, yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah, John, I, I gotta ask: did, did you ever think, or maybe you do know an, another language altogether, or don't know another no. language? But I feel that I could learn it pretty good. I I think you'd be pretty. Uh, well, I think you're already pretty well equipped with uh, learning new sounds, considering your talent. But I, I just I think it's it's definitely got to be a little lonely to be one of the few people that could do that. And there's really no one you can speak to uh, and have a conversation with in the way that you do. Right. That is true. Well, there there is Charlie uh, out in the UK and, and we'll send us our, our I'll send him backwards videos. He'll send me one. Uh, I'm going to do a little video on him very soon. And uh, he's quite an amazing kid, you know, just like Dustin is. So, I mean, there is that. But I think I don't, I'm not sure if I made my point earlier. The people who are going to be able to talk backwards well are going to be the people who are children now. The kids that have grown up with this in their hands yes. are right, going right, to be able right. to do that and more uh, because of this technology. They'll, they'll never know. understand dissecting a, a record tape. <laughs> Right, yeah, putting like it back too. together in reverse. Yeah. No, they won't. And see, I think that they mi- are, are missing that that thing because you are you've got your hands on it. Yep, works. And you are connected to it, and you understand the physicality Motion, behind yep. it because this thing's doing the same thing, but you can't put your hands on it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. You don't see the wheels spinning, and you don't get you know over under you know kind of like a roll of toilet paper, right? With a right. With a tape you know, that all goes together with forward or backward. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it just, it, it's complicated because, you know, tape, you can turn it upside down, flip it on its side and all this stuff. And depending on what you do is going to depend on what you get. Kind of like that piano roll that I flipped right. in the film. You know, some people get confused. They're like, well, if you do that, it's going to reverse the bass and the treble. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Not if you just turn it yeah. one way. 
to where the information is playing from the end first. So mm-hmm. you have to think, and that's why I have that going back to the film. That's why I have a player piano in that antique shop. What I'm saying is this is something I had to put my hands on as a child. And this is how my mind thinks, whether it is a computer or a physical role of media, it doesn't matter. Right. And, and you were between five and six when you requested that to the, the lady or the teacher. You were like, hey, yeah, yeah, uh, to the can we reverse yeah. this? Can we reverse this? Mm. And, you know, and, and like I said, you know, it's a tall order for a kid. But, you know, what she's thinking, and she was probably right, is Please. he's going to get this unraveled. Yep. He's going to tear it. It's paper. And she's probably right. I would have. That would have been my first time. And you yeah. don't want to do that to an old piano roll no. because you probably can't replace it. <laughs> right. Right. So. So I, I, I wanted to ask you earlier when we were talking about America's Got Talent, because um, I, I didn't really understand what was going on. I watched the uh, I watched the performance on YouTube. And like you said, two out of the three judges liked it but then there was no episode after that like they didn't continue on are they gonna have you back on or are they just gonna no no i um they they wanted to have me back on they wanted to have me sing with a band and they were gonna find a band mm-hmm. that would okay. be cool that would yeah. be cool and you um, think that would be what the next performance would be in that, the show right they exactly. up, the, up to annie exactly the problem and this is what i was told because of covid they were not even sure they were going to have the show. They thought mm-hmm. it was going to get canceled. Uh, they were really nervous about it. And uh, I said, well, guys, um, just let me know. And they're like, okay, well, we, we've got to make decisions based on COVID. Mm-hmm. And they said, and because uh, we, they said, because of COVID, it had some, something to do with it. Uh, you won't be moving on to the next round. And that doesn't know, make any sense. That. It didn't make any sense. Um, it really did not because that is such an, unusual yeah. talent and for uh, them to did, reach out to you yeah for them to reach out to me and and then not have me back and then say it was because of covid it just didn't make sense but i think because they were wanting to do it with the band there was no way to get a band together mm-hmm. um, uh, okay yeah see the logistics of it couldn't work because of the shutdown i don't know i feel like if you can have a if you can have an nba game going or uh you know what uh, if you yeah. can if you can have other forms of TV? I'm sorry, I don't watch TV anymore. But yeah, but it's a TV, it's a it's a TV show, and and to now I don't know. I, I really wish that they would have you back on there. What do you think your next performance is going to be if you were if you were allowed to go on and do the next? Like, what was your next song or what was the next uh, skill no. you? Well, I was thinking if if I went on on America's Got Talent, we were looking at another Motown song and mm-hmm. i thought you would have went with a 2020 song wop <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know, there, there is, yeah yeah pow pow, pow. <laughs> oh man that would have been priceless yeah but see there are only there are only certain songs that you can manipulate and um they mm-hmm. had a hard time they said you have to go with an older song and motown is probably where you're gonna have to go because uh, a newer song, you cannot manipulate it and broadcast it. And if you're singing it backwards, you're manipulating it. Mm-hmm. Right. And that didn't make sense to me either, because it's like in the end, it comes out forwards. But I think you're not allowed to perform it any other way than forwards. Okay. It's right. written into contracts. So, oh, wow. 
Yeah, it's just ridiculous. They must have heard of you. But they, they must have. It's like, John, John's this coming. This guy, John, uh, uh, Yeah, 20 years ago, they wrote that in. It's like 30 years ago. Yeah, yeah, there's this guy that's going to come on and try to sing a song backwards. His name's John. Beware of him. Right. <laughs> I have an appropriate corny joke. What do you call a techno song in backward, uh, backwards? Oh, boy. A techno song in backwards. A, a tech so- techno song backwards. A new techno song. A new song. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally corny and a bad Jack, you got to go walk your dog or something? Oh, you want me to leave? Yeah. All right, bye. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> nice. But, um, Sorry, I got to get the dad jokes in. Yeah. Well, I, I keep hitting on, on your film because, I mean, I, I, I can't say I can place myself in your shoes, but I know how it is to have one of those teachers. Is, is Miss Stovok still around? Am I saying that I don't know if she's still around or not, but she was mean. She was one of the she meanest was, people I mean, that my mom had ever met. My mom, even to this day, said that she just didn't want to fool with us. Yeah, which is yeah. weird because, all right, you're five or six. You're a first grade teacher. She's not a fucking psychiatrist. Where does she come off? I mean, you're a five, you're six year old. You're, you're acting like a five and six year old. That's what you do. Well, you do weird according shit. to her, walking into the classroom and describing how a washing machine worked was crazy. Yeah. She said, she literally told my mother that it was crazy and, and absolutely absurd. And I think what she meant was just the way I imitated it. I, I have this way, even today, yeah. I will imitate people and I will imitate sounds like sounds my car make. I'll go into the mechanic. I'm like, this car's going. Yeah. 98% like of that, the people in the world like do that. Flail my arms around, but I'm sure as a kid, I was flailing my arms around and twisting my body. But there's nothing wrong with that for a five or a six year old yeah. to do that. And, you know, when I when my mom told me that it was actually about eight years ago, the first time she told me that story, I said, Mom, I was a child. Exactly. What are you talking about? What what is wrong with a child getting excited about a sound that a washing machine made? Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I wouldn't go around all excited about it now. I mean, because it's a washing machine. I'm a grown man. I, you know, I, if I were doing that now, I'd either have to be a serious comedian to be taken seriously or yeah. just weird. You know? Or, yeah. Yeah. One of the two. Or just in your cardboard in the highway. Exactly. <laughs> they call it doing the twist. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> now was. Now, was John Evans like a mentor? He's the one who traditionally showed you how a projection room works. Yep. yep. Yeah, he sure was. Uh, Is he still around? Had, he's around. He's very sick. Um, he's not that old. He's only 69. Oh, but really? He's got, oh, okay. he's got um, COPD and he's got uh, an autoimmune disorder that's attacking his body mm-hmm. and fusing his bones together so he can't breathe Jeez. on top of the COPD. And so his lungs keep filling up with fluid and he can't get it out. And he has to be on oxygen. It's a mess. It's a mess. And his wife just died uh, about three months ago of COVID and they didn't expect that she was only 65. Oh, wow. And that, that just shook us. I mean, we, we weren't expecting it. So John's really had it. Um, but if it were not for John, um, I would not be the person I am today. Yeah. Um, you know, like I said, I've, I've always been friends with older people, especially in the past. And, um, you know, that's that that's a relationship that has. Uh, wow. I, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Because it, John, even he when I started running projectors, yeah. he, he took me in. 
and it was the relationship. It's like the film school. It It's not so much what you're there for. It's the relationship yep. that counts. And if it had not been for John, um, I don't know what would have happened to me. I really don't. Um, you know, you're, you're looking at a kid. I was left alone and not supported by my family. That That's another thing. People look at this film and they say, did your family not support you? And I said, no, they, they didn't. And that's embarrassing, but it's true. But John did. But they didn't understand, correct? Like your they family didn't, didn't understand your ability. They didn't understand. Well, uh, no, they, they didn't yeah. understand my ability, but they thought that I was the dumbest thing, uh, that ever, the stupidest thing and just not capable of anything. And my brothers, they they weren't really vested in me. And they just kind of they grew up and went off and did their thing and raised their families. Yeah. But and, and then you're told by dumb. a doctor you're pretty much as brilliant like Einstein. Exactly. But that didn't come until almost yeah. 47. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, yeah. So I was, you know, older, almost as old as my dad, you know, when he had me. Yeah. And that's kind of what I thought. It's like, wow. Wow. What know, a number, actually. Like, it's exactly ironic. Exactly. Like this late in life, you know, and and around the same time my dad had me in his life. It, it's just like, OK, this is a new birth. This is, you know, something new because the doctor said he's like, John, you need to stand up and you need to take your cape. Because it's a superpower. You're a superhero. Mm-hmm. You were meant for this. And and he said, man, you've had a hard time in your life, haven't you? And he said, but it's going to get better. Exactly. And he said, you, he said, you are not disabled. He said, we just, he said, because of the wiring in your brain, we just have to get you thinking a different way. And you need some life skills and some goals set and you're going to be fine. And how does your and brain work actually? How does it work? Yeah, or it's, it's very it's very visual. It's very audible. Um, you know, I uh, it's it's weird. Anything to immerse me in an experience. For example, uh, when I was when I moved into my first uh, apartment, mm-hmm. there was a big empty swimming pool, and I got on my rollerblades and skated in it. Went down into the deep end, and you know those old pools, how the deep ends slant and go all the way yeah, down. Yeah, they slope down. Big, yeah, they slope down. What I did was I went down there, and I just wanted to lay down on the slope and look up. Right. And it was at night, and it. I'm going to tell you what's the freakiest thing I've ever seen in my life, and and so it's you can equate it to being on drugs without having to do drugs. I mean, just doing something like that. It's odd. And if you look, if you walk by and you see somebody doing it, you're like, what the heck's that person doing? But that's how my mind works. It's mm-hmm. like, I want to see this perspective. I want to see what this is like. And you know, people so many times have gone, why? Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, why not? Yeah. That's right. cool. That's really mm-hmm. an empty swimming pool. I mean, it's some place that you never get to go because it's filled with water and you get to enjoy that perspective. Yeah. So now people is, skateboard in it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I'll tell you this, the the way your brain works and your perspective on things and how you are able to be so creative in your in how you see things and with the microphone you have now and showing the world your ability and it's it really is uh, it's moving. It's very um, it makes me happy that there is somebody out there looking out for for those that have been misunderstood for so long. So I really appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely looking out for them. And um, I kind of feel, you know, it's weird. You know, my buddy, John Evans, he was, he's 18 years older than me. Okay. Mm-hmm. And most of my friends are 18 years younger than me. 
And I see it as an opportunity to give back. Yeah. Because uh, I didn't tell you the rest of the story. I had to move home to Charlotte, but, and, and I thought my life was over. I really did. I thought I had to come back to this hellhole where all this shit happened and I'm fucking pissed. Yeah. And I mean, I was down here. This is the basement area of my mom's house. And I would like kick the walls and slam the door, broke a pane of glass. And, and I mean, I'm not a violent person, but when you take something like that from somebody, their independence mm-hmm. and freedom and, and their freedom, yeah. I mean, you, you go crazy. Yeah. And, and I just about damn well did go crazy. And um, but um, once again, um, I started to work at a coffee house. And they all were young and they said, you know, do you go to church anywhere? I said, no. And they're like, why don't you come with us and, and, and meet our crew? And that's how I got plugged in to young people in Charlotte. Um, all of a sudden I was, you know, working alongside them, helping with the tech stuff, you know, helping mm-hmm. set up things. And before you know it, we're out at the theme park here that's like Six Flags riding one of the largest roller coasters in the world that just opened up and we came roller coaster junkies and all that. And before I knew it, what I had in California followed me right back here. Slowly coming back up. Yeah. Do you think it's a generational thing? I I have a feeling it's a generational thing because my parents, like a lot of, you know, other 70, 60, 60 to 70 year olds that I feel like they all have a very conservative way of thinking. And, you know, kids were, kids are not meant to be heard. You know, they're meant to, you, it's just a just different way of raising kids. They just, yeah. Do you different. feel, do you feel that your parents did that to you? Oh, me personally? Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Weird, weird I was listening to uh, your, your, your documentary and I, and, and now with what you were saying about how, when you were, your, your parents and everybody thought you were, you were dumb and stupid and all these other things because you, I, 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 for me, it was my report card and my, I just couldn't focus on things. And I don't know if I'm autistic. I don't know if I have ADD. I don't know what I have. I just know that I kind of had that growing up and my parents were very conservative and it, it wasn't nice. And I, so I feel for you. You know what? I think you're right. I, th- I think your, your parents are like in their sixties now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I have a lot of friends who have parents that are like that. And you have to remember my brothers are in their sixties, but they were the potheads of the seventies. My brother, they're the weird ones. And so, and the partiers. So they are different from your parents in a lot of ways. Um, But what I have found from my friends, parents of 60 to 65 are incredibly like, they're like my dad was see, my dad is old enough to be their dad. And so I'm thinking they're getting that from their parents and, but it's switched. It's switched with millennials somehow. Mm -hmm. And um, it seemed like millennials just went out and got their own style. Mm -hmm. And then I kind of fell in with that um, because my whole family is baby boomer and millennial. So when I was out West and, and with these kids, all of a sudden, you know, we're all jamming to Led Zeppelin. Oof. The stuff that my brothers listened to when I was growing up. And I'm like, wait a minute. I feel at home with these people. Why is that? And that's why. Right. So, you know, I skipped a generation and just kind of wound up coming back, you know, yeah. Full uh, you know. Do you get recognized in the streets? I've only had that happen two or three times. 
Really? But yes, that's that's happened. Um, you know, I, I'm kind of reclusive. I don't get out a whole lot. Um, and of course, I've been on the radio more than I have on TV. Yeah. And so when people see me, it's because they saw it from a, a Facebook live from okay. the radio uh, booth. Yeah. And they're like, hey, you're John from Woody and Wilcox. And I'm like, yeah, you know, it happened at Top Golf, this um, golf place that we have here in North Carolina. Um, and um, also it happened. I was at a Zaxby's um, and somebody came up, and said, are you John? And I said, yeah, <laughs> you know, that's a little strange it to is, have yeah. people recognizing you like that. And I'm like, am I safe? I mean, you know, <laughs> does yeah. anyone but come see, up to you and like ah, what you do is fake? Let me see it now. Or I you have don't... not had that happen yet. No, uh, I don't think I'm it would happen, though. I'm waiting for that to happen. I would love. I can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my <God. laughs> oh my God. As long as I have this with me, you know, yeah, I'm golden. And your brain. Oh yeah. Yeah. And my brain. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like I leave it at home in a jar, you know, but <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. But, um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I wanted to actually do a little, we do have like a little game. We, I tried saying some things, uh, I have it in reverse, and then we could see if you could say it forward. Which okay, is that possible? Or that's a, well, mean, it, well. See, the thing is, if you're trying to say it in reverse and you're not doing it right, then I don't know. Yeah, that's the, hopefully I'm you doing know. it right. I don't know. Yeah, so tr- go ahead and try it. I'll see if I can decipher it, and if I can't, you tell me what it is forwards, and then I'll tell you what it really is backwards. All right. So let me uh, see if you can hear this. <laughs> Sol. Las Vegas smoke wagon something. Want to play it again? Oh, yeah. That was good. Yeah, those first. Hold on. Those first four words were correct. Hold on. Okay. Smoke. Las Vegas smoke wagon. And I can't get the last one. Bourbon whiskey. Bourbon whiskey. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that makes sense. Yeah. All right. That, that, that's that's bourbon whiskey. That was really good. That's fucking insane. That's actually that's really good. So when you said say something, I thought you were going to say it without playing the recording. Oh, no, no, no. I had to pre record. Okay. Yeah, because no if way. you're doing that, it's going to be yeah, easier. If, I wouldn't have you on the show if I can do what you do. Come on, John. Come on, John. We came prepared. Well, so, okay. no, some people think it's like, oh, I'll just say it backwards. I'm going to read it and that's it. Oh, no, 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 no. It doesn't work that way. Yeah, no. I wouldn't assume. All right. So, yeah, that that's that's a a thing for that. Yeah. Wow. That I, that's nice. Right. Um, Okay. I'm going to play number three. Let me okay. double check. Here we go. This is short, but let's see. Plus three was nails it. I can play it again. Nor- okay, normal. Okay, do it again. Double check. Plus three was Mielze Omon. Mielze. Normal is lame, so be yourself. Wow. Nice. Right on the wow. head. Wow. You know, normally I don't do it this well. You know, it has to be the other way. You tell me it forwards and then I say it backwards. It's harder. It's harder to translate it from backwards if you haven't heard it forwards. Oh, I can only imagine for you. Yeah. Well, for me, yeah, I, I, I couldn't love, do anything. I love that game. Here we are pushing the envelope every episode. There you are. Here we are. <laughs> <laughs> this, one's a, this one's a little unfollow Vic one. You ready? Yeah. 
Save the horse, cowboy? I'll play it again. Yeah. Save horse, something, cowboy. Save hey, a horse, cowboy. ride a cowboy. Oh, <laughs> save the horse. Oh. <laughs> Wait, play it again. Save the horse, ride a cowboy. Play it again. I will, it. I will. Okay, I hear it now. You hear save it now? the horse, ride a cowboy. Okay, yeah. All right, this one, Uh, I think me and Jack came up with. It's, it's, I'll give you a thing. It's a famous lyric. It's pretty long. Hopefully you get it. I'm, I'm sure you get it. Ready? If you like peanuts, okay, got the first part. I'll play it again. Let me know when you're ready. Okay, go ahead. If you like peanut a lot, something into the rain, into rain. So, do it again. Famous song lyric. I'm going to give that to you. Okay. That sounded Albanian. Caught in the rain. Caught in the rain. Yep. If you like peanut, something caught in the rain. Now, I, I don't know what what song that's from but that i didn't get the middle part i got the beginning if you like pina colada and getting caught in the rain and getting caught at all if you like pina colada yeah, oh yeah there you go yeah. <laughs> caught in the rain that's i insane. love that song that is insane <laughs> this is gonna be the craziest person i'm probably ever gonna meet through zoom the military should hire him like to just you know how they used to have the code whispers uh, space force <laughs> should send you to mars that, that way, hey maybe, maybe i can communicate with the aliens and all those ufos that they're now you're going to mars john <laughs> Elon Musk is gonna nice. He's gonna be like AGT Yeah we're gonna send you tomorrow <laughs> Yeah right. Two more Okay Alright This, this one should be easy then Cause if you get it, I, I thought the other ones were hard So this one should be easy Oh she's uh, Yeah Slash She's Slash that's one of my number one comments uh a request <laughs> oh, really? seashells, seashells by the seashore <laughs> well jack came up with that one he was uh jack really yeah, thought about no it for a month <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the last one i think our favorite one <laughs> yeah all right ready there's no my dishwasher what? Here we go. <laughs> Do it again. There's no My dish washer. And then also mm-hmm. Do it again. There's no My dishwasher also does laundry. <laughs> <laughs> Where did you get that? Uh, my girlfriend does both, so. <laughs> I love oh, you, Dom. Oh, man. No, I'm kidding. 
yeah, that was good. You Fuck. are the first ones who has ever really done this kind of a challenge. Oh, yeah. I, I figured you'd do this all day. I know. The thing is, we everyone already knows what you can do because that's mostly recorded. Now I want to see if they if we can just you know turn up the heat a little bit and see. And you, by the way, all six correct. Congratulations! That's, that's insane. Wow, that is I, insane. Yeah, that, that is. I'm actually <laughs> impressed myself. I wasn't expecting this. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't expecting. Look, you're not going to expect these fan questions either. Okay. <laughs> it's only three. No, um, yeah, so. I posted some things on Instagram and I wanted, you know, I, I told them who I was interviewing and I just p- randomly picked out three. Um, I'll All start right. with the middle one. Has your talent ever gotten you out of trouble? No, no. Okay. So no one gives a fuck or you never got in trouble for them to. Yeah. No, no, not really. Okay. Do you ever wish you didn't have this ability? At first, but when I found out that it was a gift, no, I, I, I mean, I, I'm definitely grateful that I have it. Yeah. Um, As are we. And yeah. last but not least, do you talk backwards during sex? <laughs> no. No. Okay, good. I don't know I who made you. that one up. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> Fucking Vinny. but um yeah i mean this is um that's it's just insane your ability i i I don't know man it's not something you know all these idiots if you look on youtube like especially in the 80s there was this idiot guy going around uh saying that the devil was speaking through these records when you played them backwards and there was a whole following. He had a whole following, and it was all bullshit. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. he, I, I think I, well, I don't know who the idiot is, but I, I know there were some songs, um, some rock songs that had things backwards, and they said that's the devil speaking in tongues. But, I mean, that's just an accent, correct? No, it, no, there's no way. I mean, I've listened to those songs, including Led Zeppelin's Stairway yeah, to Heaven. Yeah. It doesn't say a damn thing. doesn't it's say a damn gibberish. thing. That's no, it. There just, you go. It's just, you're like it's a just an English language backwards. I mean, it's, you know, no, 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 no. These, these people, and I think of, you know, how many people they fooled and the kind of money they made doing it, probably. Well, that's what it is. It's sometimes it's that not. That pisses me it's off. It's a business. I, it's, it's, uh, yeah, it is. And they're, they're, they're leading people astray and, and striking fear into people. And that really makes me mad. Does it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, because if they're going to do it with that, what else are they going to do it with? Right. You'll never know. Mm. Yeah, exactly. By the time you find that and all that, you're already damaged a lot of people in life or Mm -hmm. however they take it. That's true. Yeah. So I don't know if Vic's ready, but I, well, we prepared a special surprise. Hopefully it's a surprise. Did we? Uh, Well, the, the, yeah. Jack's final questions. No, no, no. Right before we get to that though. Um, So, we obviously knew that we were going to be having this interview with you and I did a little digging into, yeah, see, and, uh, nature.com, uh, we found some studies that would link your ability to impromptu speak, uh, backwards and say, even sing backwards to, uh, genetics. And they did a study on a family in Serbia and I have the link for it, but they, there's some, uh, there's definitely, if you're not Serbian or have any of that in your blood, um, 
or maybe you are, and this was the cheapest 21 and me you've, you're, you're ever going to get. And you have a, you some distant family in Serbia, but there is a group of people all related that have your ability and their names aren't mentioned in the article that I read, but there it is. We have a link for, for you that has uh, all that information there and all the genes that you can look yeah. up. So in case, check that out. Yeah. Science. These I was days, wondering man. where the hell you were going with this. I was like, what? No, just in case he he wants to know. Just in case you want to know, John. There's yeah. all the information there. I'll send it to you in the uh, in an email. Yeah, sweet. Does Biden have the ability to talk backwards sometimes when he's mumbling? He sounds like it. He sounds like. Mm. <laughs> Anyways, have, has it helped you understand anything he says? <laughs> no, 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 not even there. Fuck. No. <laughs> Jack, ready? Yeah, let's John, go. we're gonna we do uh, Jack's final questions. Nothing crazy, okay. but uh, all right, John, we have a couple of rapid fire questions that we would like you to answer. First, if you could live in a movie for a week, what movie would it be? Dang, you would have to ask that question. Um, <laughs> Do you want us to say it backwards? <laughs> no, no, no. No, there's so many freaking good movies that I've seen. Um, <laughs> First one that came to your mind. It could be a porn. It doesn't matter. Awesome. No, it's not a porn. <laughs> uh, I'm going to have to say... Um, Dang, it's Star Wars because I, I fell in love with that movie as a kid. Yeah. Nice. All right. There you go. Cool. Question number two What is your worst habit? My worst habit, talking to myself. <laughs> really? Well, they say as long as you don't answer yourself, you're okay. Well, have what? I answered myself? No, no, I haven't. There you go. Uh, fine. <laughs> you got to talk to yourself I, I, I once in a while. I slap oh, myself. Oh, no, I do it all the time, and it, it catches people off. I'll even do it around people, and they don't know. A funny thing, I saw this lady in the supermarket, and she was doing it. And I mm -hmm. thought, I relate, and I'm not saying anything to her because mm -hmm. she doesn't know that she's doing it. Mm -hmm. Funny, because a lot of times when people have come up to me, I'm like, holy shit, I didn't know I was doing that. I'm sorry. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, question number three, what is your guilty pleasure? Oh, good Lord. Uh, my guilty pleasure is um, uh, lis listening to uh, certain types of classical music backwards. Really? Mm hmm Okay. Interesting. Question. I, we won't answer. get that answer again, but that was good. Yeah, that. <laughs> I'd be the only person that you ever found at the gym that had a, a backward symphony playing. You are the most interested man in the world. I hope you know that. They should take that oh, guy out of Dos Equis, get him the fuck out of that commercial and put you in there. Oh, yeah. This yeah, is amazing. I definitely belong this in the commercial. This is such a great, great chance to meet you. Jack, continue. So if you could have one dinner, uh, if you could have dinner with one person, living or dead, who would it be? I would have dinner with my great grandfather. Mom's side or dad's side? Dad's side. Same here, actually. Yeah. All right. 
So this the fifth is, this question, is the money question. What? Yeah. This is yeah. <laughs> what fast food restaurant are you eating at, and what are you getting? Bojangles. Bojangles. Man, I get their spicy chicken. I don't think I've ever so, been to a Bojangles. It's because you haven't been to the an Cajun, airport Cajun chicken, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't think they have them where you are. I no, mean, and you you have problem. Waffle Houses by you, correct? Yeah. I don't know about you, but that's my favorite. I, I mean, I will drive nine oh, hours God, just to have Waffle House. Waffle House. <laughs> oh, I love Waffle House. Their, uh, their cheesesteak. Everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everything. Oh. They got their waffles, everything. Their I, I don't care what kind of a dive it is. I'll go in there. And their and coffee. I'll, I don't know if you're a coffee yeah. drinker, but I think their yeah, coffee big is time coffee rating. Yeah. All right. All right. Next question. Uh, what is your biggest regret that you can change? My biggest regret is not going forth and becoming the artist and the filmmaker that I've always known that I am when I was younger. People hold me back. And that's something that I definitely can change. And I am changing. Oh, you can. Okay. So that's because at first, okay. I like you said the one that I can change, right? Yes. Can. Yeah, I can. And I can change that. And that, that is changing. Okay. Yeah. And what is the biggest regret that you cannot change? I think the biggest regret is not going to college when I should should have when I was college age. I mm. think it would have made a big difference. I hope it would have made a big difference that. because see, here's the thing: when when you're autistic like me, and I got to remember, I didn't know I was autistic. What we like to do is hide. So when you saw me in that projection booth in my film, and I was a young guy, I was hiding. Mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. hiding from people my age. I didn't. I've never liked people my age. I just don't. Right. Like I'm sorry. Um, and, and I always wanted that to be different, but, um, I'm not sure if going and doing that at that point in time would have made things better because I had the wrong mindset, but so I I wish that's my regret. I wish that I could have had a different mindset. I would have been able to go further in life, you know, had I not been like that, you know, I mean, I, I think you're doing well for yourself though. Starting to. Starting to, you know, better late than never. Exactly. Oh, yeah. All right. And your last question, what is your biggest pet peeve? Slurping sounds that people make with their mouths. Really? Hmm. (laughs) I slurp spaghetti and I get yelled at all the time. Yeah. I didn't know you had to eat a spaghetti with a spoon up until like three years ago. Okay. Are you serious? I can't eat salad without slurping. I fucking, I, yeah. I, every, yeah, I make noises with everything. I eat with my mouth open. I'm a disgusting my, eater. I don't go buddy, out anymore. <laughs> my buddy who I worked with, you know, for a few years, I, I could kill him anytime he drank coffee. And he got, <laughs> he, got he just has this signature way of drinking coffee. I just want to smack him. And my mother, I live with my mom and, um, She's she's got a partial dental plate and it causes her to make this sucking grinding sound that sounds like something's falling apart inside her mouth and like sand. And I I, want to yell up and I want to get up and scream at her. It hurts. I I mean, you know, it's like I can't that that's not right. (laughs) That's great. I love it. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) No, you got to understand, like for me, that's like 
that that's every meal someone's making a comment and it's usually my wife and <laughs> it's always the wife it's all yeah and it's it's yeah it's a common one put it that way it's a very common one and it's a common problem i have so it's <laughs> got you got you yeah so um before we go is there anything you would like to plug? How can someone reach you, get to know you, find out all your stuff? I mean, YouTube is where I found everything. I went down a rabbit hole and I came across mm -hmm. John Austin backwards, dude. Yeah, that's and where you can find me on YouTube. I don't have a, a website yet because I'm not sure what to make the website because, you know, as this develops, it won't be just talking backwards. That'll just be part of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But you can find me on uh, YouTube as John the Backwards Dude. And that's that recently changed. It had been backwards, dude. And it was B-A-C-K-W-O-R-D-S. Okay. That's what I oh, called really? it when I first started. Yeah. But see, nobody can find that because right. it's backwards spelled incorrectly. Yeah. So right. I just simply changed it to John the Backwards Dude. And anybody can find me that way. Uh, I'm on Facebook that way. I'm on uh, Instagram as yeah. John the Backwards Dude. And you can also email me at John the Backwards Dude at gmail.com. Oh, there you go. And I for couldn't the find listeners, email. Oh, yeah. for, for the listeners, even if you don't remember his name, but uh, right oh, after this, you, you want to all you know, all you have to do is type in speaking backwards into Google. And that's all John Austin. That's all that comes up. All of his everything. That's true. <laughs> what else do you have planned for today, there. John? He's only hey, how, how about one million subscribers on my YouTube channel? Because people get on there and they're like, dude, how do you not have a million subscribers? Dude, yeah. this is underrated. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I know. That's why I'm not posting as much these days. But there are plot a lot of fun videos up there. And I'm still doing videos every once in a while. I'm getting ready to do one today. That's uh, good. Some some Keep kid who got his feelings hurt because mm. I didn't respond to his request. I'm like, oh, dang it. I got to do it. You know, do it, oh, but try not to pay too much now, money. Those requests are never going to stop. Don't start oh, no, feeling they, bad now. They won't. Well, we'll see. That's, that's why I don't do them that much, you know, but uh, every once in a while I'll see one. I'm like, okay, this person deserves to have it, you know, because they read the way they reached out. Sounds good. Sounds but um, good. also, I mean, Listen, you got to keep doing what you're doing. That's, I mean, I like for me looking at into you, I don't even know how you don't have a million, two, three million plus. Like, I, I just don't get it. But like I said, it's going to hit and it's going to go viral, hopefully in time soon. So it will. Well, my film is in about six different film festivals. Uh, it's been submitted. Oh. Um, so I'm, I'm hoping that um, at least two or three of them would pick it up. But if more, yeah, because no. people love that film. And it, it's um, a beautiful film. Short, I've seen garbage come out of those film festivals. So if that right. doesn't, you know what I mean? Like I, if that garbage can win your, yours can win fucking easy day. That's what I was thinking. And I'm, hoping <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad, glad we all agree. Yeah, I'm, glad, I'm glad that you guys agree too. <laughs> well, like I said, the world is, the world is coming back together and hopefully, yeah, that'd be it. And uh, yeah, I mean, if we're ever in uh, Charlotte or you ever in New York, Cali, give us a hit up. We'll see you. Uh, Jack, any last words? I just want to thank you for everything that you do. And I want you to know that it's, it is very important uh, that you continue. Keep fighting. Keep being hungry and keep, keep growing. Yeah. Just like the rest of us, man. Don't give up. Yeah. We won't. We'll all be there for each other. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's great to meet you guys. I've enjoyed this. Yeah. Did you? Yeah, yeah, Maybe I really we'll have enjoyed a part meeting two. you. I didn't, know, I didn't know what to expect. And, we, you know, when you were messaging me, I thought, this guy seems like he's pretty cool. 
you know. I'm um, glad, yeah. Now he to- has a totally different opinion. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, you're, 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 good, you're good guys. You're good guys. Well, that's what it is. I appreciate it. You're awesome, yeah, man. You're, you're hip. Yeah, you're cool. But um, yeah, like I said, thank you for being on the show. Um, we're going to walk John out, but the things you do, and we didn't really touch up on a lot of stuff. Hopefully, there might be a part two in the future. Maybe we'll update ourselves, our fans, our listeners. But mm-hmm. uh, I thank you for uh, taking your time out and coming on the show. So we're going to walk John out, and we'll be right back. And we're back. I mean, what's going on? It's crazy, dude. Good show. He is the most interesting man in the world. I think he threw me for a loop. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, get and it then, backwards loop. Yeah, and then the fact he goes that he never had someone actually have it reversed already, so he can say it forward. We kind of played a mind trick. Yeah, but he yeah. executed. He, I mean, he needed one or two times, but he crushed it, dude. Crushed it. That no, it was insane. a good interview. I really enjoyed I enjoyed this uh this conversation that we had today. That was definitely awesome. And I I respect that man. He's got I know he's you know just getting his his uh momentum, but it's good yeah. stuff. Like you said, better late than never, and I'm glad he yeah. got he got to use his superpower. Um I'm sure he brings uh smiles and laughters and holy shit moments to people. Yeah, yeah. How's that? Um, what do you got there? A little three, hot pocket. Three cheeses? Three, no, ham and cheese. Classic, bro. Ham classic. and cheese. I like the pepperoni, to believe it or not. Nah. I find it uh, pretty good. And it's crazy. You always warm up a hot pocket, and it's like, it's almost like putting your hand in fire when it comes to eating it, because you're like, don't burn me, but I need this bite, and I need a good mm-hmm. bite. And no matter what, the first one's always going to burn. Yep. It's always going to burn. But this was uh, on Falvik Podcast. Jack, like always, any last words? I want to thank everybody for listening and staying tuned. And uh, see you guys later, man. Yeah. Victor, any last? Oh, no. Uh. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> um, yeah, this was uh, on Falvik. Uh, another interview down. This one was definitely something that you're not going to get. Nowhere else. Nowhere else. But uh, yeah, thanks for listening. I'm Follow Vic, Instagram, Facebook. We are on YouTube, which we struggle on YouTube. Uh, show us love. And uh, we'll check you in on to the next episode. Peace. Later.